Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello. Welcome to a nearly spring episode of Telling Everybody Everything. If you want to email me, you can always do that. The address is tellingeverybodyeverything at gmail.com. Sometimes I forget to say the address, I think. But it doesn't matter because most people get it wrong anyway. And then I get forwarded your emails from random different emails. So don't email them. Try not to email them. Just follow instructions. God. I'm getting old. I'm always shaking my fist like this generation. And I think this week in particular, I've been beefing with teens. Beefing, uh, rowing, fighting. I mean, you can't fight when it's only one way. And I don't blame these adorable teens. I'm not fighting back. Basically, what's happened is people in the world are turning 15, 14, 16, and they are discovering some comedy. Uh, I never should have got TikTok. And then if they decide they like you, or if you're in their periphery in some way, they will search your back catalog of work or something comes into their consciousness that they see. And then if it is at all beneath the current standard of wokeness, these teens freak out. And I have been messaged about old material by teens mostly. Uh, everyone's got pronouns in the bio, which is great. I'm embracing this new language, this evolution of life where people are very trans inclusive and they're showing their pronouns to make everyone feel safe and comfortable. Love that. Love that. But it is very indicative to me of a generation. Um, and I'm on board. And these people say, Catherine, apologize to me for what I have seen in this stand-up clip. And I say, no. And I don't know what's happening with the young people. Maybe they've been, had too many vaccines, um, which is another inflammatory thing that I like to suggest. People are like, Catherine, are you anti-vax? What is your stance? We all have to have a stance now. Of course I'm not. Of course I am not. Polio, smallpox, give it to me. Change the world. But now it feels like, and I'm very left-wing saying this, but if I deviate 
from that narrative, if I say anything contrary to what people expect me to say, and these are their own expectations, by the way, hoisted upon me, then all of a sudden I have to renegotiate my stance. If I ask one question about like kids or how much is it costing, how much is it really costing to test all the kids in school twice a week? How, how much does that, is that necessary? You say that, people are like, oh, so you think Fauci is trying to kill your children? It's not, it's not exactly what I said. Stickers. I've criticized the stickers quite openly. How much are these stickers costing me? I'm, I'm all for you going out and getting your vaccine. Congratulations. But when you're parading around with this ta-da sticker, like a four-year-old who's been to the dentist, I don't need that on my social media. All I'm doing is the math. I am like a dad who turns down the thermostat. <laughs> why, are, why are there so many lights on and the rooms no one's in? Why? How? What is the budget for the stickers? What's the sticker budget? Matt Hancock. What ex-girlfriend from university did you give this sticker contract for three billion pounds to? I bet it's three billion pounds. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, you know, it's a special non-toxic adhesive from a equestrian who usually is skilled in growing bananas, but we thought we'd give her a shot at the sticker contract for the vaccines. Anyway, the children are mad, and it's almost as though no one has ever uh, refused them something they want. And they'll say, well, I'm entitled. I'm allowed to have hurt feelings. Look, I don't want to hurt the feelings of anyone. I really don't. You see me on stage sometimes, if you have had the pleasure, and I'm very caustic and very spiky, and I play with oh, the delicate relationship between intent and ignorance. And sometimes you will see me participating in ironic exposition of a position. I like show me, don't tell me comedy. Sometimes the joke is not in what I'm saying, but in how it's being said. It's like the painting of the whole picture. I'm not a genius, but that's the kind of comedy that I'm at least aiming to do. I don't always articulate myself exactly correctly, but I think anyone with sense and empathy and context can see that even when I was a very young comedian, the intent of advocacy and social justice was always there. So that's why it's especially ironic when these kids are like, why are you so bad? It's like, no, I'm on your side. I'm on your side. I always have been. And the world that you live in now is very different from the world I lived in when you were five years old. And your parents are kind of who I made comedy for at that time. Not you, or it would have been on CBeebies with puppets. Like, it was a different world. And I don't know how you're just born and you go, the world has always been like this all along. Wait until they watch any film. Wait until they see <laughs> Shallow Hal, any episode of Friends, any rom-com from the time they were little. Mean Girls. Mean Girls, I love. But I mean, one of the girls from the little friendship gang kind of wraps the n-word at one point which is unconscionable but there was a point in time when we didn't know any better we thought well if Tupac's allowed to sing it 
I'm allowed to sing it because I'm a teenager and I don't see the difference between Tupac's life experience and my own. And I don't know about context yet and I don't get it. So these kids are like, I have a right to be hurt. I'm like, yes, you do. Fine. Yeah, everyone has a right to be hurt, but you also have a right to stay that way if you so choose. Jimmy Carr told me a long time ago, offense is taken, never given. I have not gone out of my way to offend you. It's very clear that this is an old, 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 old clip. You know why I change my face so often? It's so that when you see me doing stand-up comedy, you can immediately (laughs) pick the date that it happened. There's no confusion there. I'd be like, oh no, those were the 2012 lips. You were a child. It's like Ashley Cole. I think it was Ashley Cole. I apologize to Ashley Cole if it wasn't you. I don't really know my footballers. Obviously, there was a cheating scandal with Ashley Cole, but some footballer also, if not him, was part of a cheating scandal. And he had sent nude selfies, allegedly, to a young woman. And he tried to say, oh, no, no, no. Those are, you know, ancient photos of my penis. And his girlfriend at the time said, no, they aren't ancient photos of your penis because you have this new tattoo that I'm aware you got Thursday. And then you have this other tattoo. What If you are going to be philandering behind your partner's back and sending nude images of yourself to a variety of strangers online, don't update your penis. Just have a blank canvas penis, a penis uh, the uh, ageless penis, an evergreen dick. But anyway, these kids demand an apology, demand one. And I say, I addressed it. I'm not going to address it again. I'm not, I'm not going to do that at all. We evolve. All of us do. I'm not the same person that I was when I was 15. Thank the Lord. I'm not the same person that I was when I was 25 or even 30. And we evolve, and my life is my message. I move in the direction that I feel is correct. I don't always articulate myself exactly the right way. I definitely make mistakes, but I cannot build a time machine and correct every single thing from the past that offends you today. And the imbalance, the vitriol that they come back with. Well, you deserve to fucking die and burn in hell. And I hope every bad thing that can ever happen happens to you. And I am fucking livid. Drop what you're doing and address my feelings. Fix this for me. No. And they'll come back and say, how dare you attack me by saying no? I didn't deserve that response. But yeah, I mean, look, I was a teenager. It's very difficult. Emotions run high. and. You want to make the world a better place, and God love you. That is why I love you. And this is not all teens, by the way. Hashtag not all teens. I get on with loads of the teens. But in life, my advice to you, because I'm sure you want it, you won't always get the resolution that you want. You can control no one's actions or thoughts but your own. And Bobby and I watch a lot of 90 Day Fiance. It is my absolutely favorite show. At, well, Love After Lockup is a close contender, but there's a woman on there right now, Danielle. This is probably an old series, so not a spoiler. In the series that we're watching, she was probably taken advantage of by this young man from Tunisia, I think. 
and they were just mismatched from the start. It seems very likely that she was taken advantage of. It really seems like a hustle, but she doesn't need resolution on that. She doesn't need an apology from him, and she thinks she does. So she stays attached to this horrible man whom she should block and delete from everything. And even if he was going through a bad time in his life, maybe his home life was to the point that he had to take drastic measures to come to the U.S. I don't really know what's going on with him. It doesn't matter. Danielle is hounding him for an apology. He'll text her out of the blue, just real breadcrumbing. And Danielle's like, I just, I'm going to meet up with him one more time because I want him to apologize. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to hang out with him just on one last occasion because I really need him to apologize. No, you don't, Danielle. What you think you deserve is very different from what you are entitled to. I value being corrected. I learn a lot from it. I think it's always good to have these conversations, but I mean, the way they go about it is just pretty wild to me. And if you want to know what I'm talking about, uh, it's pretty much everything in my 2017 special uh, In Trouble, which is streaming on Netflix. And then Glitter Room is my second special on Netflix that is actually a lot more uh, literal. I don't do as much of the uh, playfulness between intent and ignorant. Like, you know, I, I tried to be more literal and talk about sexual assault and be more powerful that way. And honestly, there are parts of the first special that I like more than the second special. So, I mean, it's just about what kind of style of comedy works for you and which comedians, you know, you understand whose voice you connect with. And if you don't take it the right way, you can take it really wrong and like maybe just go watch a different comedian. I don't know. I'm writing my new tour now. It's called Mrs. Tickets to Mrs. are available if you would like to go to Ticketmaster or Live Nation or direct from your venue to get them. And that's the end of the list. Please don't buy them from, you know, another uh, backdoor reseller because those can be quite dodgy. And I am not affiliated with any of those. Also, I have a book coming out in September. Oh, there you go. If you don't like jokes, <laughs> there's a lot of, well, there are jokes in it, but there's also a lot of earnest sincerity that explains a lot of things about me, about my upbringing, about my relationships, about my life, about my mistakes. I mean, it's a lot more what you get on the podcast and less of the stagey fucking bitch. That book is available for pre-order now. I think we even have some signed copies at Waterstones. And it's called The Audacity. Catherine, why are you monetizing this conversation about me being offended? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just don't really talk about my tour or my book ever. And then my manager is like, can you just mention that you have a tour and a book? Would you like to do that? These are the people who might like some of that stuff from you. So I'm just mentioning it. I won't mention it again. Oh, shit. And I did Stand Up to Cancer Bake Off, which is streaming on all four. Everybody loves Bake Off and everyone wants to pitch in um, with the fight against cancer. Let's Stand Up to Cancer, a wonderful charity. And also I'm uh, hosting a jewelry talent show slash competition format on BBC Two that premieres April 13th. That's called All That Glitters. Sorry about all of this, but it's true. And now something about me, it's been really interesting the last few months. And if you've seen me on any of these things, you might have noticed that I look better than ever. I'm quite curvaceous, quite 
body positive. I look a little bit different and people are calling me fat. And I have followed the fat positivity, fat acceptance movement for a long time. I'm very fortunate, again, to have young people in my life who are really vocal about this. And a lot of the women that I'm friends with, they don't mind the word fat. You know, they'll say, oh, I'm fat. And everyone rushes to their side and says, no, 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 you're not fat, as though it's a dirty word or something. And they're like, no, I'm fat. They embrace it. They like it. I think that people should use whatever language makes them feel most comfortable. But for me, and I hate to fetishize the experience of a plus-sized person because I'm not plus-sized. You know, I'm, I'm just bigger than I was, but it has been very fascinating. As someone who's curious about the world, as someone who wants to understand different perspectives, it is so illuminating for me to be in the position for the first time in my life that strangers are reaching out with a special venom and calling me fat. And I've been called loads of things. My appearance has been scrutinized. People have loved to say that I've had this plastic surgery and that plastic surgery. I look like a horse or I look like my face is too long or whatever, whatever it may be. That doesn't bother me. I think I have actually a mental disorder where my feelings just don't get that hurt about superficial things which don't matter. And they certainly don't get hurt by strangers because I probably don't like those strangers and that's okay. This is the thing. I have this view of the world where we don't all listen to the same music and we don't all like the same TV shows and we don't all wear the same clothes and we don't all have the same opinions. And with the exception of, you know, outright dangerous hate speech, I do think it's fine that we're all different. Um, and so when strangers are like, I don't like you, I don't think you're funny, I'm kind of like, well, okay, that's fine. I do feel that it's weird to reach out and say that to someone. And I worry that these types of people reach out and they say it to, to more sensitive folks, or they might be treating their spouse that way, or they might be really sad within themselves. I don't know what's going on. I know that it's not appropriate. But for the first time, the fat stuff really made me feel off kilter it was a change for me it was a real shift and I am not joking every picture on Instagram that I post I get messages either direct comments on the photo just making assumptions about my body or offering me a way out which is so interesting they'll say you're so fat now you're really fat but is it for this reason or is it for that reason or is it because you're sick like they'll give you a space to make an excuse and I won't again I'm like you can sit in your feelings for as long as you want <laughs> never complain never explain but here's the thing about my body and I've never been someone who really suffered with body image or I don't even work out I just sort of live my life and I don't uh eat things that make me feel sick, like pasta and bread and stuff. But I mean, I just live my natural, normal life. I don't think about my body 
that much. But then I really started to think about the purpose of your body after the miscarriage that I was really public about. Um, If that is a subject that has ever affected you, I have a podcast about it in this series. It is called Pregnancy Loss because I don't like the word miscarriage. I feel like it sounds like you drop something accidentally and it's not. I think that word is partly to blame for why I was so uneducated about exactly how it could be and how late it could be. Anyway, I went through a series of shameful, blameful feelings at that time, justified or otherwise. And I just wanted my body to function the way that I hoped it would. I think if you get sick, God forbid you get some terrible illness or your body stops working in the way that you need it to for it to be your soul's vessel to navigate this planet then you really stop thinking so much about the stupid shit, like what it looks like. Like, oh my God. And I say this as someone who has breast implants. And I mean, I would love to say I get Botox and filler, but that has not been available for a while. I do those things for fun. But ultimately, I felt for a while that my body might have attacked and ultimately led to the demise of my children, you know? And that was really difficult for me. And so... I don't really care if some random on the internet wants to be like, what is going on with you medically? Please tell me now because I think you're fat. Imagine, imagine I cared. However, I did pick out a special DM today and this podcast is two days late because I have admittedly been really scared to call this man. In my real life, I am quite shy and I don't want to hurt this man's feelings or make fun of him. So... I don't know what's going on with him, but he messaged me from a business account. This is how I have his number. Like, I'm sorry, but who is that daft? He doesn't even have a troll account. He has a construction business. And he messaged me about a week ago. And it says, Catherine, you are so annoying and you think you're funny, but you're not. Plus, you're very fat. And of course, all the yours are spelled crazy. And then it has his business and his business address and his direct mobile number and his email. So I kind of thought, well, let's give him a call today and see what's going on with him. Hey, is that? Hey, I was just hoping to get a quote from you, actually. Um, what it is, is I'm a larger lady and some of the floorboards in my house are, are like creaking a lot. And I wondered if you could replace those. Uh, Well, the thing is, I'm quite sensitive about my weight. So I would only want builders coming to the home who are also very quite sensitive. I wouldn't want to be laughed at or made fun of for that. All right. Okay. Have you got an Instagram where I could see some of your work? Any social media? Mm-hmm. Have you got Instagram? Oh, you haven't got Instagram. Oh. Okay. Oh, all right, because I mostly use Instagram. Okay, thank you. I'll have a look at your Facebook. Damn, I couldn't pin him down on it, and I just lost the bottle because, fuck, because 
He wouldn't admit to having an Instagram, so whose Instagram is that? Well, wait a minute, because I'm on the Facebook page that he mentioned now, and it's got a lot of the same photos as the Instagram page. Granted, it has more followers than the Instagram page, but all of the imagery is identical. The Instagram page goes right to the website. I I think someone has seen a lot of Channel 4's 24 hours in police custody, and they know how to skirt around an interrogation. Unfortunately for me, I have to give him the benefit of the doubt and not coax a confession out of a uh, suspect (laughs) with use of force or intimidation. So you know what? Fuck it. What's the alternative? That someone's catfishing a construction company and making a fake Instagram with like seven followers just to be rude to people and troll with? I don't fucking think so but whatever all right hopefully he's a little bit more careful the next person he talks to might be a little bit meaner than i am but i'll let this one slide i'll let it slide for now but you and i both know mister that is your instagram page i was also kind of worried like i didn't want a nephew to still be using the instagram like get him fired or something so you know we're not all out to expose and cancel he sounded like a really nice guy oh, i just got off the phone with him Gam, come in yeah, come in. Violet's just come in. Can I, do I need to harm anyone? No, come sit down for a minute. Try not to fidget so it doesn't make too much noise. Okay. So I rang him. Mm-hmm. He sounded really nice. Okay. And then I asked him if he had an Instagram so I could look at his work. And he said, no, I don't have Instagram. So I couldn't pin him down. How did it. you like end the call then? I just said, oh, okay, well, I'll look at your Facebook then. <laughs> So tell me this, do you think that he had a feeling it was me and wouldn't admit to having the Instagram? Or do you think someone has made a fake Instagram to be this business page? I think you have like a really famous voice. And I don't think every day that a Canadian who has a famous voice and is talking about being fat calls you after you've just called them fat and made horrible messages to them. I I would understand it's quite unusual and maybe he watches you so much because he's so obsessed with you and he knows your voice. So, yeah. yeah. I guess if you use that account for trolling, you're not going to admit to having that account. Exactly. You don't need proof. You don't need an apology. If you know in your heart it's him, then it's him. Well, thanks, Violet. I think you're right, though I was not seeking an apology. I was just seeking some content for the old Telling Everybody Everything podcast, but... This guy, he had a good Friday. May the resurrection of Jesus Christ absolve him. And maybe he will he will start Easter on the right foot. Okay. Um, if someone's bothering you or trolling you or saying mean things to you, like you've just got to, you got to let it go because it really doesn't matter. And uh, it might be their nephew using the work account. So just like keep your head together and keep it moving so we're gonna have a little message from our sponsors now and then when we return i'll be answering your emails bye you should celebrate yourself every day but some days you should celebrate with jewelry whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. 
BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Diving straight into the emails. Hi, Catherine. I moved into a new place last Saturday afternoon. I'm a 27-year-old woman and I moved in with two guys. All was fine. We were drinking together. One of the guys went to bed, but I was left with a better-looking guy. In short, I got really drunk and we had sex. It went horrible. He made my vag bleed. I was not properly shaved and just not expecting it. Also, I was saying really cringy stuff. Oh my gosh, yeah, welcome to the drunk jungle. I'm so embarrassed, I don't know what to do. I've been avoiding him ever since, leaving really early for work and going home late. What should I do? A flight to Botswana sounds promising at the moment. I mean, yes, you need to leave. I'm sorry, you need to move out. What is your contract? Can you maybe get a sublet? I think there are many, many people looking to rent right now in the UK. Uh, I wonder if there's a grace period. You know how with retail, your statutory rights are 30 days to return something if it doesn't fit. I mean, this is bad. This is bad. And you got to get out. There's no smoothing it over. You know your intuitive reaction is to run. And we all make mistakes, it's fine, but I would not be able to move past this. This is cringe. You said some horrible things. What what you do it on the Saturday? I moved into a new place Saturday afternoon. All was fine. Yeah, you did it right the day you moved in. Move the fuck out. I'm sorry. And next time, don't have sex with your flatmates because that needs to be your sanctuary and it's no place for drama. Don't, you know, I'm not shaming you. It happens. But this is a code red situation. You need to pull the parachute. Next, uh, the title is Ball Slap Warning. You might have heard if you listen to the Dick Spesh that someone wrote in suggesting that we all start slapping our male partner's balls. And I was not man enough to try this, but (laughs) it looks like we have another listener with some advice. Catherine, my partner and I have been together for nearly 15 years. We have a baby, so fitting in sex when she's asleep is tough. A few weeks ago, our daughter was asleep and we were in the mood. My partner told me to go upstairs and put something sexy on. I obliged. I came down in lingerie and heels, feeling hot. We got down to it. It was incredible. Then I thought back to your dick spesh, which I had listened to the previous week, and I thought, I'm going to go for a ball slap. I did it once, no reaction. I did it twice, no reaction. So I did it a third time, pretty hard, and I was shoved onto the floor whilst he heaved, clutching his stomach, saying he was going to be sick. I said, Saws, it was in Catherine Ryan's dick spesh. I did not tell you to do that. That was a listener who wrote in and said she slapped her partner's balls and he came instantly. And I think I was very disapproving at the time. I was most certainly uh, suspicious, dubious, if anything. And I have not 
made my husband heave by slapping him anywhere near the balls. So don't blame it on me. Your poor husband's on the ground, and he's hearing the most confusing sentence of his life. It's in Catherine Ryan's dick spesh. He doesn't know what that is. Unless he has a construction company and he's secretly obsessed with me. (laughs) He told me it had been good the first few times, but he didn't react. And then the last one was too far, and he hasn't been near me since. I just want to warn your listeners in case they decide to try. I feel like the common denominator here is communication. You slapped your husband's balls a few times and he didn't react, but he said he liked those few times. So, I mean, gentlemen, try to be vocal about what you like and what you don't. And ladies, same goes for you. And we can all just communicate better and then we won't be heaving on the floor. Um, And can I just say again, I do not accept any responsibility for personal damage related to these ball slaps. This email is about work colleagues nagging someone to have kids. Catherine, I have two colleagues who, a small business, who most of the time I get on with really well and I very much enjoy working with them. There's only one thing that's starting to get on my nerves. Both of them have had children young. One had her first when she was 16, the other in his early 20s. I'm 24 and I have no intention of having kids anytime soon, or even at all for that matter. They've both said things to me like, you'll regret having children in 10 years when you don't have the energy, and you'll be old still having to care for them whilst your friends will have their lives back. Once, they even insinuated that my future kids will have disabilities because of my decision to wait. I have responded to them that in fact my own mother did not have me until she was 34 and my brother at 39. She has no regrets and is pleased she spent her 20s having fun and doing whatever she wanted. I've told them my boyfriend and I have only been together two years. We haven't moved in together and there's still so much we want to do first. I'm also a career girl. I'm focused on my job. I'm getting experience right now. I think all of these are pretty damn good reasons. However, it's not working, and I'm still getting regular chats about my childless plans. Catherine, do you have a killer one-liner I can use to shut down this conversation once and for all without damaging our working relationship? Oh, I wish you hadn't said damaging our working relationship. That ruins it. Why do you think I don't work in an office anymore? I love that you said you're a career girl. Because I wish more men would walk around saying, you know me, I'm a career boy. That's just me, career boy. I have come to understand that most people mean well, but they're dumb and rude. And so they will ask you questions about the future and current status of your uterus without any self-awareness. They're like, this is a fine question to ask. I receive a lot of these questions myself. And it is fucking rude. I think the woman who had children at 16 for sure is trying to metabolize a lot of her own shame and stigma that I'm sure was put on her at that age. There's no time, you know, in recent history when a 16-year-old mom is celebrated in the telling, oh, great. If my daughter, for example, had a baby at 16, it would be wonderful news and a new life is always a blessing, sure. But I know that there would be people in the family, in the school, in the neighborhood who would, you know, tisk tut at her, suck their teeth. This whole teenage mom stigma was probably very hard for her. It was probably a really big challenge. So she's got to find ways now to look back fondly and say, oh, well, you know, I'm glad I did it that way. 
And I think a lot of us do that. Uh, the relationship with my daughter's father didn't work and was definitely premature to have a baby with him. But I look back on it fondly. I go, oh, no, well, it was the right thing to do because I got Violet that way. And I loved growing up with her in a sense. And it all worked out. I think whatever path you take in the rear view, it always seems like the right one to you because your children are this wonderful gift. So I think their comments are coming from a good place. And they're saying, I'm glad with my life how it turned out. And now I have all this freedom. But they won't have had a lot of the experiences that you are enjoying now. So it's a trade-off. And if you decide not to have kids at all, then you'll just be free always with loads of extra income, hopefully. And that's an experience that parents probably won't get to have either. Um, My good friend Sarah Pascoe, I'm sure she's one of your favorite comedians and mine. She has great material about having been on QI. Um... When people say to her, like, oh, what are you doing with your family? She'll be like, oh, but seeing Stephen Fry's little face for the first time, you know, have you been on QI? Like her experiences are unique to her life. And I'm not going to do the bit, but that's a little intro if you want to find it online. Um, you got to do what you want. You got to block these people out. I guess you could say to them, you know, we have been trying. We've been trying. And I just don't know. Oh, where it's going wrong. I've swallowed so much cum and yet I'm still not pregnant. Here's one. Catherine, help. I think I'm being breadcrumbed by a boy. I don't need to read this email. Yes, you are. Next one. Hi, Catherine. I'm an 18-year-old girl in America. See, I like that you've called yourself a girl. It's tricky sometimes. I talk about teenagers and I say girl and then I have to correct myself and say, no, these are women. And you are. You're a woman. You're a young woman. But There's another scandal out right now in America about a freaking congressman sex trafficking a 17-year-old. And he just seems like a real piece of work, uh, like so many of them. And his excuse is something along the lines of, oh, well, I'm being extorted. Someone's extorting me with this information. It's like, well, hang on, that's irrelevant. Are you or are you not actually sex trafficking a minor? In America, yes, he is. Um, That's what all the reports look like anyway. I mean, he's not denying it. He's just saying, it's not fair. My friend is telling on me to try to get money. Also illegal. It is, you know, the Kevin Hart defense. But Kevin Hart had a relationship with his girlfriend and then something happened on the road with a grown woman his own age. And then his person on his entourage like extorted him, whatever, whatever. We're talking about a congressman and a 17-year-old. What is it with congressmen and 17-year-olds? And when I talked earlier about teenagers coming after, it's not that I'm trying to be condescending or dismiss you as a child, but you are still in your formative years and I'm just out here trying to protect you left and right from horny congressmen. I digress. The email says, Catherine, I'm an 18-year-old girl in America and I'm about to leave home for college. The university I've chosen is affordable-ish, but I will still have to go into debt in order to receive my degree. Recently, it's come to my attention that it's possible for women to sell their eggs, and I don't hate the idea of leaving college debt-free. I know that I'm young, and there are some moral ramifications to having children in the world that I'm biologically the mother of. However, my genetics are just lovely, and giving someone else the chance to have a baby would be remarkable, right? I would love to hear your take. Uh, That is a very personal choice, and one that I was certainly 
underqualified to be making at age 18. I think uh, it's a catch-22 because you're very, very, very fertile and they could harvest so many eggs from you. And I've read about American college women donating eggs to you get so much more money than the men get for sperm. It is up for debate whether we are biologically more hardwired to keep track of our eggs, if that makes sense. You know, like men sometimes can come into like a sock or the garbage or wherever, but we we ovulate presumably one egg a month and it stays with us. So we're very uh, protective. I don't know. Um, you really just have to ask yourself, I guess, how you'd feel about it. Maybe do some research. I'm sure they have the types of communication lines open for you maybe to speak to a woman who's done this before. I know families who have benefited from this, greatly benefited, has changed their lives. We need egg donors. Um, women who've donated their own eggs and used some of the eggs for themselves. I think there's a financial incentive when you're getting your own frozen embryos to donate a few. Personally, at my, well, at my age, I don't think anyone would want them, but I would do it now. I think I definitely would. Um, That's me. I'm a very different person to you. I would talk to my closest friends and family, maybe really think about it. You could do it for the next five years and still be in college and still, you know, make that financial uh, settlement for yourself. But I will tell you, my daughter Violet is, I wouldn't believe she was genetically related to me if I didn't watch her come out. She does not look like me. We get along and I love her to the moon. She's my favorite person in the world. But I think my my genetics are very recessive because my child seems to just take on the genetics of anyone else. It's like a empty canvas for a father to write his letter on. I mean, I don't know. So seeing Violet now, especially seeing her grow up, she... <laughs> She doesn't look like me. She doesn't really act like me. She's great, but she's not me. And if I could give the gift of someone like Violet to another family, I mean, it'd be really awesome. So looking back, I probably should have done it. But for you, no one can answer that. But I would just encourage you to research loads and talk to people who've done it and maybe even talk to people who've benefited from it because it's a wonderful thing to do if it's appropriate for you. Thank you so much for listening. I really feel like the moral of this week's episode is maybe just oh, that you, you might be offended sometimes and you're not always going to get the resolution that you want. All that we can do is our best. I didn't get an apology from the fat calling Instagram man. I mean, maybe that's for the best. I don't want to get anyone in too big trouble. I just really am curious. I want to find things out. That's always what I'm doing. Just trying to investigate the world around me. And may we all be in a position to do a little bit more of that. To be open and try to be kind and curious. And I'll see you all next week for the final time before we're in the outdoor patios. Isn't that so exciting? Woo woo. Be well and look after each other. Bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.